What are demons like? You might want to jot these down if you have some place. I'm going to just quickly read to you what these wicked, nefarious spirit beings are like. Number one, they're immaterial. They are spiritual beings. They don't have a material body. This is what Jesus said. Here's a reference for you. Luke 24:39. Touch me and see. He's talking to uh, Thomas. For spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And what he declared is Satan and all the demons do not have corporeal. They don't have bodies. They're spirits. They're immaterial. Secondly, they're independent. These are not evil influences. These are personal beings. Don't confuse personality and corporeality. You don't have to have a body to be a person. A spirit being is as much a person as we are. God is a spirit, but he doesn't have a body. The same arguments can be used to prove the personality of God that can be used to demonstrate the personality of demons. Demons think and act and will and feel. They are persons just like we are, and just like God is, only they are maligned and wicked and evil and fallen and sinful and damned creatures. It says this in Acts 19, 15, and 16, that they have the power to influence human personality. Remember, they would come into people and they would speak through them. Demons have to have a ground and a hold to operate. They cannot operate out there floating around. They have to work by the means of people, by influencing people through people and through events that they transpire in our lives. So demons are independent individuals. Thirdly, they're intelligent. In fact, demon means intelligent one. That's what the word means. They are very intelligent. They are thousands of years old. They have no language barriers. They have no time and space barriers. They, they are endless in their existence because they are eternal as we are because God gave to them life and they're going to live forever in the lake of fire with Satan prepared for the devil and his angels. But they're very intelligent. Mark 1.24 says this, I know who you are, they said to Christ. You are the Holy One of God. See, they know. They know who we are. One time they said uh, in the book of Acts, the evil spirits said to the sons of Siva, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? In fact, the very word from which the word demon is derived means intelligent ones. But their intelligence is debased and devoted to evil purposes. Fourthly, they're invisible. They're invisible beings. Demons, being incorporeal, they don't have bodies. They're not visible. They're not tangible. And there's no record in the scripture of a demon ever taking a visible or tangible form. They don't just show up as, as objects floating around. They are invisible Fifthly, they're convinced. I thought this is interesting. Write down James 2.19, and this is what it says. James, the brother of Christ, the half-brother of Christ, said to the believers in the church in Jerusalem, you believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. Did you know that there are no unbelieving demons? They believe. They're scared to death. They get around Christ and they back up and they say, is it time? Don't send us to the pit yet. We thought we had longer before we're confined forever. I mean, they believe. They know who he is. They do not go against him. They are convinced. And they know that they are damned because of their rebellion. Sixthly, as I said before, they're bodiless. They are incorporeal. That means that they have a strange passion to possess living organisms, whether human or animals. It says in Mark chapter 5 that the demons entreated Christ, saying, Send us into the pigs so that we may enter them. And Christ allowed them, and the unclean spirits entered into the herd of swine. That's Mark 5, 12, and 13. 
Also, the scriptures tell us that when a spirit was cast out of someone, it, it takes along with him, Jesus said, seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first, Matthew 12:45. It appears that demons must have control of bodily organs to enable them to execute their hellish assignments. Having gained control over a human body, they seem to be able to come and go at will. It says that in Luke 11, 24. When the unclean spirit goes out of the man, it says in verse 24, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and finding none. It says, I'll return to the body from which I came. You say, you mean there are people around us today that are demon-possessed? Oh, boy. Did you read about the, the rapist they just released? that would draw with a syringe blood out of his victims and drink it. And he took half of the blood supply of one of his latest victims out with his syringe and drank it. And after one year in jail, they let him out. Do you think he thought of that by himself? That is exactly the type of conduct and activity. I had a friend that was a state trooper in California. And he said that, and this is really gross and you know, on TV it'd say this is not good for everyone, but I'll tell you, this is the world we live in. Do you know why they carry shotguns in their cars? Because of some of the people that they meet up with. And in a car accident, there's a guy under PCP control. That's an old designer drug that used to be. And that person came out of that car. When he saw the policeman coming, he came right at him and just started screaming and saying, I will kill you, I will kill you. And the guy took his shotgun. And this, this fella came at him with a knife, and he shot him with his shotgun. This is in the 70s in California. And he said that that blast blew off a part of this guy's body and he didn't stop a beat. Came at him and he said the voice and the facial contortions and the hatefulness and he said he shot the other barrel at him and it didn't stop him. And he said that man came right up to him with that knife and then collapsed in front of him. Now, the human body alone is not able to do such things, to have part of it missing and to continue going. But with the influence of drugs and the opening of the mind to the spirit world and the super strong power that demons have. It's something that's all around us, and we need to realize that. We need to not be afraid and go around saying, oh, you know, who's got demons? I'm going to go home and lock my doors. You know, No, 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 no. Greater is he that is in us than he is in the world, but we must not commune with those demons, and we need to get to that. Demons are countless. It says in Matthew 12, 28 and 27, that they're innumerable, they are doomed, and they're painfully aware of it. It says in Matthew 8 and verse 29, Have you come here to destroy us? They're defiled. They are all wicked, not equally wicked. Some are even worse than others. Matthew 12:45. it says that some deacons are more wicked than others. They're all defiled. Some are worse. They have power. They're malignant. They can inflict physical disabilities on people. Mark 9, 17 and 18 talks about one who caused the, the person to be a mute, caused them to be epileptic, and demons are malignant, and they can do these terrible things to humans. But praise the Lord, a demon cannot enter a spirit-sealed believer. 2 Corinthians 1, 21, 22 says that we are sealed by the Spirit of God, that we are kept by God, by the power of God, that we are impervious to demonic intrusions into our lives, but we're not safe from demonic influence 